You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to The Bob and Bo Show. It's the first time you guys have probably heard that intro since the end of the NFL season. Um, and this is the start of kind of our interview series. We've got our first interview here. Um, we've got a couple more that are coming down the road uh, that we'll be scheduling here in the next coming of weeks uh, to get some guys on uh, to talk about their previous seasons and upcoming seasons as coaches, players, so on and so forth. Um, but guys, I I am super excited to have former Chiefs legend tight end Jason Dunn on. Dude, I got the jitters. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to get him on here. Uh, talk uh, about his career, leading Priest Holmes, being one of the premier blockers, and uh, the, what what the differences between his time was and and uh, and the current today's, and maybe a little bit about the schedule. Uh, I don't know, Tybo. What do you? But you, you you're a season ticket holder. What are you most excited for to talk uh, with Jason Dunn about? Dude, I mean that's that's the he played during the era of chiefs that made me fall in love with them. So I have, I got questions about priest Holmes. I got questions about Dick Vermeil. I mean, he, he played when I was just growing up and learning football. And that obviously made me fall in love with the chiefs. I was a huge Jason Dunn fan. We had Tony Gonzalez and as a guy that doesn't get, as much recognition as a guy like Tony Gonzalez, I was super geeked every time he got into the end zone, scoring a touchdown, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's just a, it's an amazing piece of my childhood that I'm just like heart beating out of my chest right now. So. Awesome. Well, uh, let's, let's not keep him waiting any longer. Let's get into it with, uh, with tight former chiefs, tight end Jason Dunn. Well, folks, here we are. Uh, thank you for joining us. We, uh, are are happy to announce today Geeked. that <laughs> excited that we are joined by former Chiefs tight end Eastern Kentucky Football Hall of Famer. He is the current co-host of the Chiefs Concerned podcast and the director of the Done for Kids uh, sports charity in Kansas City, along with the Greater Kansas City Foundation. The one and only Jason Dunn. What's Jason, up? Thank bro? you for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. This is uh, this is gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a fun time. Appreciate the the the, uh, the warm introduction. You know, that's always good to hear. Did so, a little bit of research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> research is good. You know, so it's crazy, man. You know, it, it, you know, just saying that. So I don't know if y'all heard us or not. I, I know off topic. But this whole like AI, like people are 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 being oh by the AI stuff, you know, like they're getting their likeness with their, their, their you know, their voices and all that. I, I heard that today. I thought this was just crazy when you said that, you know, just introduced me. But man, there might be somebody AI looking like me. So it's not an AI. This is Jason Dunn for real. I was about to say, man, can you confirm that you? <laughs> oh, no, the AI is getting I mean, wild out there. I, for one, am super excited to have you on the podcast. If you can't see behind me, you know, I've got a, a signed Will Shields jersey back there. Uh-huh. I grew up on that era of Chiefs football. You know, 
you play with some great names, but I loved you as a tight end. Always got hyped when you scored a touchdown because I'm all I'm always about, you know, the backup, the underdog, kind of the little man. You know, for example, Jody Fortson today is one of our favorite players. We love the guys that are deeper on the depth chart. They get to, their time to shine. So right. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you on the podcast right now. I'm just kind of starstruck. So. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you for saying that. I, you know, I never really looked at myself as an underdog. You know, I was, you know, very uh, uh, integral part of what we did offensively. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I was almost like an offensive line. You know, offensive linemen don't really get a whole lot of, you know, a, a lot of juice. They don't get a lot of pub. And, and so me catching a touchdown every once in a while, it was always a, a glorious thing. So you weren't the only one celebrating getting a touchdown. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I was hype. Yeah, man. Tell me, I, hey, look. I, every chance I got, I go and try to spike the the uh, the the air out of the ball. Yeah. My little monster spike, you know, did a little video of it and stuff like that, man. But I, shoot, getting into the end zone is one thing that is is a beautiful, beautiful feeling, especially at Arrowhead. Oh my gosh! Oh that, yeah. Oh yeah. Where do you so, rank that as like one of your top feelings in life? Scoring a touchdown in Arrowhead. Oh man, top feelings in life. Uh, if I had to put a number on it, I don't know, man. I had to say probably top five, top ten, obviously. Uh, just for the simple fact, man, it's like, uh, you know, it was first off, just catching the touchdown. Then when you turn around and everybody's just looking at you like, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you just, you can't help but, you know, feel the energy, right? And you just, you're, you're just going through you and you're just trying to get the crowd everything that they want, man. And they, you can just tell they celebrate with you. Uh, and and that's just such a, a a wonderful wonderful feeling, man. But yeah, yeah, that, I had to say maybe top five Arrowhead. You know, I was talking to a guy the day who said, "Man, I just want to be an Arrowhead one time, just once. I want to be an Arrowhead to go to a game." And he's, I'm, I, you know, I live in Kentucky. I don't know if y'all know us, but that's, that's where I live. I live in Kentucky, and so you know, he was a guy that was, uh, you know, he just got finished doing my uh, my trimmer, uh, and I was just like. Yo, man, I said, Arrowhead is something that you have to experience at least one time, at least once. I said, man, if you want to, I said, man, get a hold of me. I said, we'll go out here. We'll go out to Arrowhead together. I'm just telling, like, you have to, at one time in your life, go experience Arrowhead. And he was just like, I got to. I just, that, that's my one thing I want to do. I said, yeah, man, dude, go do it. Go do it. It's so, bucket list for some people, man. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes, like, I, I don't realize, I've talked to other people that are Chiefs fans, and it, it sometimes doesn't register that some people haven't been to Arrowhead. Like they're just Chiefs fans; they've just grown up Chiefs fans watching the game and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you, you like you never been it? He's like, no, nah, it's like my first time. Where I'm I'm planning on going, and I'm just like, wow, that's true dedication. That's really like faithful fans, you know, doing things like that. You know, being away and you know, you seeing a team. Uh, but it's like, yeah, try to get to Mecca, man. Like that's, you know, like that's the spot that you want to go to, to get to the barbecue and all of that. Now, have all y'all guys, y'all, y'all live in Kansas City? I don't know, man. So what about y'all guys? Where, where y'all at? Y'all mind me asking. Been in Kansas City all my life. Okay. All right. He's a season ticket holder. I'm I'm from uh, about an hour away, but I live in Kansas City now. Okay. I'm about two hours away from Kansas City, but I've been to multiple games. So oh, definitely yeah. been to Arrowhead. Oh yeah, see, so y'all already know what it's like, man. Y'all already know what it's like. No other. No, it's not. It isn't, man. I I tell people all the time, man. It's just all the places I've been to, all the teams that that I've been and played against. 
Arrowhead to me has to be the top stadium in the NFL for what it gives you. I mean, really, I mean, I've been a Green Bay. Everybody talks about Green Bay in the history and you, and you feel that you feel all of those things. But just something like with Arrowhead, when you come into the stadium, you know, just the home of the Chiefs, you know, in the you know, when you sing in the national anthem, you know, the flyover, man, the barbecue, the smoke. And oh, man, it's just the whole ambiance, man, is just it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's just crazy. So would you say the environment of Arrowhead today is comparable to to when you were a player or has it just I mean, obviously we've been there as fans, but as a player, would you say that it has gone up notches because of where the the team is today uh, and maybe what those differences might be if there are any? Uh, you know what? It's you know what? It's, it's hard to it's hard to say. But I would say, man, we had a great following then. I mean, you've always had, I mean, Arrowhead has always had wonderful fans. It's always been packed. And so what I see now today, uh, obviously, is, you know, it's a little bit more the, the you know, the younger crowd, you know, just kind of, uh, and they don't really know the history as much, right? They, they're they just kind of coming in, got the Mahomes jersey and stuff. But when you talk to like diehard fans, uh, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, Will Shield, you know, seeing those guys, I mean, that's like, that's, Hard nosed fans has been doing it for a long time, going through the up, the highs and the lows of things. Uh, but it, it, the atmosphere, man, to me is just is still electric. It really is. But man, the way that they've been winning, I mean, it's just it's just it's crazy. It's just crazy. So, yeah, obviously, I, obviously, it's a, a, a notch higher than where we were playing, no doubt. But I don't know, man. Take it away. You can't take it away from the fans, man. It's always it's always been loyal, always. Back in your time, who would have? Who was? Who was your favorite teammate? Oh, my favorite teammate! Oh man, shoot! I mean, I had so many of them. Obviously, me and Tony were tight. To Billy Baber, uh, T. Rich, T. Uh, Rich, yeah, T. Rich. <laughs> uh, man, fan favorite. My one of my favorites. Love T. Tony Richardson. Yeah, yeah. So, I, man, I don't know. Uh, G. You know, Greg Wesley. Uh, Shoot, uh, uh, Willie Rofe, Wellborn, Turley. I mean, I had like, like a lot of guys, man. We, you know, tight ends. That's a good thing about tight ends. Tight ends, you, we kind of, we, we, we with everybody. We are, you know, serious. We are. We kind of, you know, usually some, some, uh, groups kind of stick together, but tight ends, man, we, we, we tight with everybody, you know what I'm saying? Cause we do it all. So that's, that's For how sure. And you, yeah. you got to be pretty close with your tackles because you're, you're lining up right next to them half the time, right? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So. All, all the all the linemen was always good with those those dudes, man. You know, we just had Jordan Belak on 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 our show last night. Uh, did a great job. First time I seen Jordan in like, man, fifteen years maybe, almost. So that just seeing guys that you haven't seen in a long time, man, is just a, it's a, just such a great feeling. You know, just kind of hits you, man. So that's what I say when you say favorite teammate. My guys that are obviously tight ends because we hung out and did everything together. We did, you know, that's that's how it was. So, so being a tight end, how do you think the game has evolved around tight ends more being used now, and how their tight ends are being broadcast more, as in tight end university with Kelsey and Kittle and all them? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. The, the way it's being broadcast now uh, should have been done a long time ago. To be honest with you. 
I'm, I'm so glad, man, kiddo and, 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 and Trav, man, they just put it on your shoulders, really. Because that was just like, listen, you're talking about premier guys who are, I mean, staples in the NFL, really are like the faces of the NFL, uh, the stars. Uh, they needed to have a coalition with tight ends. They needed to. And so a lot of it has to go into like, you know, when we talk about the uh, negotiating contracts for tight ends. I just feel like, you know, at the time, tight ends wouldn't necessarily be appreciated. But if you have somebody like Travis who was catching balls like wide receivers and putting numbers up like that, you know, he's the most dynamic player at that position not and really in the league, to be honest with you, you know. So that's the thing that, you know, those guys, I'm glad they got that together. Uh, and because of the change in what the, the tight end uh, position has been, well, you're not as attached to the tackle as you know as you usually used to be, like what I was at the time. Um, these guys, man, they just you know they out there roaming around and they out there getting open, and it's a matchup. It is a nat- matchup nightmare for safeties, linebackers, uh, corners, even. And so you just see these guys, man, who are just you know big, athletic, uh, you know, fast, savvy. I mean, they, these guys are doing it all, man. So I love it. I love. I love. Uh, what they're doing with the tight ends. I wish they was doing it back then when I was playing, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're, I, they're certainly forcing the issue now because there's electric plays coming from a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sticking on the tight end subject here, uh, did a little bit of research. In, in 2012, Bleacher Report, now I don't agree with everything Bleacher Report has to say, uh, come out with some questionable articles here and there. But – they ranked you in 2012 as the fourth best tight end in Chiefs history. You played alongside Tony Gonzalez. Yep. We've obviously added Travis Kelsey, who's probably going to end up in Canton at some point. But where do you see yourself uh, as it um, relates to the legacy of tight ends in Kansas City? You know what, man? I, I you know I leave it up to you know the fans and and the people making that decision. I, look, I look at it like this. Uh, sometimes it, things get skewed because I didn't catch a whole lot of balls, right? I think that's what, you know, they, they that's how they at least try to rank people off of how many balls and stuff you call. But me being a, a paramount part of what we did offensively, I think warrants, you know, that conversation. And so forth to me is, man, look, I'm, I, that's, I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm just gracious to to know that I'm one of the top five tight ends of all time. And I'm, you know, that's when when I tell people that they're like, really? I say, like, yeah, but shoot, I had, you know, thousand yard rushes around me. I'm, you know, I'm the thing I was doing was locking defensive ends down. Like, so I tell people all the time, like I was part of 75% of our offensive plays we were doing was two tight end sets. I was in there. If you see pre-sone scoring. It was more likely JD was holding him up, right? Or, 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 hey, or yeah. Larry, man. That's, yeah. And that's what it was. It wasn't like I was running off the sideline and, you know, coming in and lifting him up. Now I'm, I'm, I'm getting priest in the end zone, you know? <laughs> you know hey, 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 chalk it up to nervousness. It didn't necessarily mean to call you an underdog earlier because no, no, I, no. I do <laughs> love you and appreciate you as a player. I know you ain't cut my legs out for money. You know, I, I just, you know, sometimes when people say, oh, you know, a backup, this and that, look, I was like a, you know, 1A, 1B, you know, sure. if yeah. I was anywhere else, you know, I'm starting. And that's how I was like free agency when I was going places. It was as a starter. So, you know, we just happened to have the most dynamic tight end in in, 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 in the history of the game. 
uh, and Tony Gonzalez, you know, doing his thing. So, and, and, you know, rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I got my shine. You know, I was, I was, the, the, look, often they knew very well what I was able to do and what I did. Uh, and if you was ever in that era coming, watching the games, you without a doubt seen uh, 89 out there uh, bulldozing some people out, man. So absolutely. I got a good boys don't get for that. The- they don't get the they don't get the rushing yards without you in there. There is a good offensive line there. Don't get me wrong, but without you, it hey, doesn't happen. Without without yeah. you, Tony G isn't out there making being able to get the releases and make the catches. So like, y- you are easily cemented in that in that top four. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, but, you know, Vermeil. Look, I try to be modest too. Vermeil's like, look, JD, uh, uh-uh. uh, like <laughs> he was catching this stuff. It wouldn't have happened without you. I said, yeah, coach, I appreciate it. He said, no, 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 listen, I'm telling you the truth. Without you, it wouldn't have happened. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, thanks, coach. I appreciate it. <laughs> as Hall of Fame level coach telling you that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the topic of that rushing attack, I got a good follow-up for that. Um, as of 2016, uh, a guy named Elliot Harrison at NFL Network um, – talked about how Priest Holmes had the most productive three-year span of any running back in NFL history. Over 6,500 yards, 61 touchdowns, known as a blocking tight end with us. Mm-hmm. What was it like to be a part of that rushing attack and what made it so special? Oh, man. Well, I mean, just being part of that offense, you know, the running attack, uh, it was. we took pride in it. We really did. And so – when you have a guy like Priest who's who's running the football, um, you know, finding his pulse, how he, he runs and, you know, how he looks for lanes and whatnot, it, it was he made it really easy because he's a hard worker. That's another thing, man. Priest ran hard. He ran hard. He's a hard runner. Uh, don't bring Priest down easy. Just don't. And so I think Priest was one of those guys like, you know, kind of unsung heroes that I think if you look, if you look at his, you know, his history, you look at his his resume, it, it warrants a look into the Hall of Fame. It does. You know, I don't think people when you talk Absolutely. about it, some of the people that see him, man, Priest, without a doubt, should be in a conversation getting in. And we got Damian Thomas in. I'm like, yo, then Priest absolutely should be in. And so, like you said, that three year span, man, he was, man, I'm talking about special. Absolutely. Chiefs fans believe you, but people outside of Kansas City don't give him the credit, man. I know it. I know it. And I think sometimes when you, when you take back, yeah, we had some great guys. Like obviously, you know, we had two Hall of Fame, or three Hall of Famers, you know, with, with Willie, uh, Will Shields, and obviously, you know, Tony. Uh, but the thing is, man, Priest, he, he was doing a lot of the stuff, man. He get in the secondary. He was he was making guys miss, you know. And so he make our job a lot easier. And, and you know, things we wasn't getting right, Priest would get right. He make us he, he make us be right. With his running style, and so, uh, you know, just giving Priest his flowers, man. That, that's without a doubt. When I'm telling you, uh, top notch running back with vision, with speed, um, man, Hell just a stiff fun. arm, <laughs> stiff arm, man. I mean, Priest was just so clean as a running back. I mean, anybody would love to have a back like that in your backfield, you know, because you knew he'd get at the, you know, the tough yards. You know, he he, he ain't run out of bounds. He's not, he's not one of those guys. You know, he ain't, he ain't running out of bounds. And so you had to get three or four guys to tackle Priest. That's, that's, that's how it worked. So now I was, I was, I was really fortunate to be a part of that, 
that offense and really be fortunate to watch Priest score a lot of touchdowns from that, you know? So uh, I don't know how many. That, uh, how many he had got? 27 that the record breaking year. Yes. 27. That, so the, yeah, 27. And uh, in that NFL network video, when he breaks the, the record, you're, you're holding them up in the end zone. Really? He breaks that record in Arrowhead. You lift yeah. it up. Yeah, bro. That was that almost that almost brought tears to my eyes when I rewatched it, man. Because I can feel it. I can feel the crowd yelling. Like it's just the the commentators yeah. say, "Look for Priest here because he's about to break that record." So, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what it, I, I, man, I've been so much of like holding him up. I had no idea that was yeah. all that one too. But like I said, man, he get in zone, man. I, I I was right there beside him. I'm usually hey. Priest, I'm gonna get you in. You tell me, yeah, JD, I'm coming your way. <laughs> All right, I got you. I'm gonna get you in, baby. So, yeah, man. It, it, but yeah, yeah, that that three year span. Oh man, I, I don't think. I mean, you could put that up against a lot, a lot of backs, a lot of them, uh, and just watch the film. Really, that's what you need to just watch the film and watch how I used to run. So, phenomenal player. Phenomenal. Yeah. The NFL is clearly in a different space today than it was back in your day, where it was hard nose, run the ball, two tight end setups, at least one of them blocking. Yeah. How do you? I don't want you to be humble right now. I want to know: Is Jason Dunn? How good is Jason Dunn in today's NFL? Are you better than Travis Kelly? Where are you at? How? What? We we saw in your rookie year <laughs> that you can go out when you get the snaps and you get yeah. the targets, you could produce. What are you doing today? I mean, shoot, still, if, if in this NFL, I mean, I'm still blocking jokers up, man. I, 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 there's, there's not a guy that I, that I've come up against that I couldn't say I couldn't block or put my, my meat hooks. This is what you call my meat hooks on and, 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 and get it done. I mean, that's just, that's just my mentality. I always said this. I said, if you put me and somebody else in a phone booth, I'm a guarantee I'm going to come out every time. <laughs> that's the way it's, it's, that's the way it's got to be. That's the way it has to be. And so when I look at some of the defensive ends that, you know, that, that, that of today, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I missed this joker right here. I could have folded up plenty of times, you know? So. JJ Watt doesn't stand a chance. No. Hey, we, Hell it, it, no. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> man, tell listen, him. Look, hey, I'm going to tell you, this is what I had my rookie year. This is when I was in Philly. My rookie year, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I played against some of the best. I'm talking about Reggie White. I'm talking about Kevin Green. Michael Strahan, Charles Haley, Charles Mann, uh, Bruce Smith, the whole Bills defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you name it. I mean, I could keep going. Uh, Chris Dolman. Um, shoot. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I just, I mean, I, I just on and on. Julius Peppers. I mean, over the years, man. I mean, these are guys that I'm blocking against, right? And so we had to go say, you know, even the San Diego defense uh, with Merriman and, and Phillips. Uh, uh, big Willie McGinnis, uh, you know, uh, you know, all those guys, man. I just, like I said, that's, that's what it was. You know, obviously the Baltimore defense of, of the two thousands with Ray and them, me and Ray came in together. And so that it was some, when I'm telling you some heavy hitters and stuff like that, like JJ Watts good, man. But Hey man, look, I know once I get these meat hooks on you, then it's, it's a whole different, you have a whole different problem on your hands. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking wow. of another difference between whenever you were playing and today's game, you were very open on hard knocks being a distraction for a lot of people playing for the camera. 
Yeah. Do you think that still affects players as much today with social media and how much they are open for everything, or is it not as much of a distraction? It, I, it is. I think it is. I think uh, it, it still distracts some guys. I think some guys have kind of gotten used to it because they just they live their life in the limelight. I think some people just that's what they do. Their life is right here on this phone. Like, hey, I'm, they're doing everything on it. Uh, but you know, at the time, man, it was a distraction. I, I I seen that. It was everybody wanted to be Hollywood. Everybody didn't want to be on camera, and it was just uh, you could see the lack of focus. You know, you you just seen that. Uh, now today, uh, you see guys get caught up in social media, fighting with fans and whatnot, man. And it's just it's that's a hard thing not to do. Is getting caught up in that that whole little world. Because somebody says something that will, you know, trigger a guy, get somebody talking, and, you know, somebody feels like they need it. It's got to be a rebuttal, right? And so sometimes guys pick and choose, they'll go through it, and that's the worst thing. Just go through your, your Twitter and, you know, all and, and listen to the comments and read it, you know, because you have guys that just want to, you know, they want to be trolls. They want to be haters. And, you know, you're going <laughs> to have Tyreek. But he knows it's, it's, good, it's good media. He knows it's good you know, social media, because it creates controversy. It's always been the same, right? Controversy sells. We know that. Negativity and stuff like that sells. Uh, but I always I always try to at least uh, tell the younger guys, uh, just unplug from the social media. Don't even respond back, you know? Put out a tweet and leave it and just, just go with it, you know? So it's tough to do sometimes. Well, we've seen, so like, like, uh, like Honey Badger. Like honey badging them going back and forth, man. That was yo. That was that was a lot to see. It was. I'm like, man, look, he's he's here. We know he's dedicated. There shouldn't be no question about what the honey badger is getting and he's bringing to to the table defensively. We know that. We know what type of dude he is. And it was just like some people were just they didn't care. They, you know, it's crazy to me. Feel that. That's just social media wanting to tear people down right now, though, and it's it's terrible for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you just you just have some people that 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 want a reaction. That's all they want. They want that. So yeah, just don't play into it. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, you talked a little bit about your time in Philly. So you started in Philly, came to KC, mm-hmm. a route that is kind of familiar to us as Chiefs fans. Uh, another guy that's done it's been Andy Reid. Um, it's very special to have him in KC. It's been great to see what he's done. But what do you think Big Red means to football as a whole right now? Oh man, what does he mean as a whole? Uh, you know when when you're talking about just uh, Hall of Fame coaches uh, given to the game, uh, best coaches of all time, Andy's in that conversation. Uh, what we've seen him do over the last few years since he got to Philly to where he is now is just take team after team uh, to championships, you know, NFC championship games to the Super Bowls, you know, here to Kansas City and winning them uh, against all the odds of things that's happened off the field and stuff, man. And he's just been fo- like laser focused on the things he needs to do uh, and helping guys develop into championship mindsets. That's that's what Andy does. He gets the best out of his players. So when you talk about a coach, when you when you at least uh, you try to measure a coach's success, it ain't always just wins and losses. It's about what else, too, did you mean to that guy? Uh, and so we know 
with all the guys that's played for Andy, everybody always comes back to talk about like how Andy, man, like man, he changed my life and how he just treats us. And that's that's what you want. You want a guy who was a player coach, but he also understands like what it means to get the job done. And so uh he's he's been a, a great addition to Kansas City. So thankful that he got here. Uh, and just, yes, kind of saying that road, it was almost the same. Like, like I went from Philly to Kansas City. Uh, and, and another two guys, Sean Barber and John Wellborn. I'm just trying to remember guys that, that played in, you know, when we did this whole Super Bowl deal with the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles. I'm like, well, shoot, there's two other guys, you know, because they was talking about it. I was just like, man, he, he had a couple of guys that, that taken that route. Uh, but Big Red, man, he, he needs familiar pipeline. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. Uh, but I'm I'm so happy for him, man, with the success that he's been he's been been able to achieve out here in Kansas City, man. Uh, I'm, I'm very very happy for him. Very happy. Touching on coaches, you know, entire football career, as young as you may have started through NFL, who's your favorite coach you played for? Entire coaches. You talking through the NFL? It, it, like if you started in little league, college, whatever. Who's your Who's your favorite coach you play for? Oh man, I don't know if I can just say one. <laughs> I some I some I had some really good uh, pee wee coaches, you know, in just different sports. Man, I, I'll, I'll I'll sure I'll name I'll name. So uh, I had one. Uh, Jerry Caton was a gracious man to me. Uh, passed away a couple of years ago. I uh, had to bring his name up because he you know he supported me all when I was in high school all during those times. Uh, shoot, Gary Devine, uh, Alvis Johnson, Roy Kidd, uh, go to Philly. We're talking about uh, Ray Rhodes. Uh, then we get into obviously Ted Williams, uh, Juan Castillo, Dick Vermeil, uh, Gunther Cunningham. Gunther was another, Gunther was the one that brought me to Kansas City. You know, I thought Gunther was a hell of a coach. A hell of a guy. That's one of my mom's favorites. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I can see why, man. Gunther was just a real, real dude, a real guy. Uh, and I love him for it. I loved him for bringing me to Kansas City, you know, because that would never happen without Gunther. Um, and so uh, those guys, man, that, that, all those guys, I try to take a little bit from, just a little bit from each one of those guys. And I got into coaching and, you know, kind of making my own. And I, I knew what great coaches were and I knew what bad coaches were. So uh, I always wanted to be like all those great coaches I just named. But trying to say a favorite coach, I don't know. If I, 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 <laughs> no. It's unfair. It's tough. I understand. No. <laughs> no. It's all those good men, very good men, every single one of them. I want to look a little bit about the like present day uh, and where we're at now. We have got what, I, I, I don't know, all the pundits are calling – possibly one of the best rookie tight end classes ever that are coming in. What do you see out of these young guys that are coming in and, and, and what are you, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the makeup of, of their potential careers? Uh, you said tight ends, or are you talking about just the entire rookie class coming in like for the, yeah, uh, the tight ends? Oh, tight ends. Okay. Uh, you know what? I just, I think, you know, when, when you're talking about a, a legacy cemented, for tight ends in the league, I mean, Kansas City is the place. That, that's the spot you want to be, you know, with names, like I said, Tony Gonzalez, obviously, you know, Travis, what he's been able to do. Uh, and so you see with 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 Noah Gray, you see it with Jody, uh, you know, what these guys bring to the table. Uh, and, and they're learning from 
you know, the great one, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. You know, so there, a lot of that is rubbing off on them, what he knows, and the, the type of amount of knowledge that's being passed, uh, man, is 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 incredible. And I know they're, they're just gracious for that. Uh, but these guys, man, when, you, when you're talking about these rookie guys that's coming in, these 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 dudes just throughout the entire league, uh, you just see bigger, faster, athletic guys starting to kind of thin out a little bit because a lot of them don't do the inline block. You just, you know, it's just not a high demand anymore. Just it's just not. And so uh, there weren't I, very many of them that could drive the sled in the in the combine. No, oh. not, not not very many at all. Uh, but I, I still I still have a, 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 a fondness for the guys that I know is going to stick their nose into it. Uh, like my man from Notre Dame, man, he he does a you know a tremendous job, uh, and so he's gonna be, he's gonna be a good one. He's gonna be a real good one. You know, kind of watching him. Uh, the dude, uh, what's it, Freemith from uh, in in, in Pittsburgh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, he's he's another one. Obviously, no kiddo does it. Uh, but these guys that came in, uh, you know, I. You can tell that the athleticism is something that is is coveted now. I mean, this is something that teams absolutely want. They want to see a Mark Andrews. They want to see a Travis Kelsey. They want to see athletic guys. You know, it's not the big blumbering tight ends anymore, just kind of catching and rumbling and stuff, right? And uh-uh, we need a guy that's going to get yak yards, okay? You know, go on, shake you up a little bit. Got a little like that, you know, little sweetness in their hips, you know what I'm saying, to get around. And so – uh, it, it, that's what teams are absolutely looking for, man. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see what these guys are going to do, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Because it, it's one thing to talk athleticism. In college, you're supposed to be good. Now I don't want to see what you're going to do in the NFL. Now that's what I want to see, okay? And sometimes what you end up finding out is, you know, guys that you didn't quite think was going to be that guy ends up being that guy, Right? Uh, like my man down there in, in 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 Atlanta, we've been waiting on him to get. You know, it was like, you know, what's going on with him? How come they ain't getting the ball to him? Right? He's supposed to be the most athletic tight end in the history of the game. You know, and so I don't know. Maybe maybe this year is his breakout year. You know, I know we're talking about the rookies, but I still want to talk about the tight ends that for the past couple of years that has gotten I, in. You know, and I and, sure hope so, man. Yeah, hey man, look, I I, I love I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Uh, but it's like one of those things. Like, okay, hey, we'll, we'll you know, where is it at? Where is it at? So, but yeah, now nah, man, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask if there are any uh, tight ends in the league that are doing great things, but are going unnoticed by uh, like the normal fan. Like somebody who doesn't, that's never played, that doesn't, you know, they just look for the Mark Andrews, the Travis Kelseys, like you were talking about. Is it, who who are they and what are those things that are going unnoticed in those nuanced areas? Man. Uh, like I said, sometimes we get so caught up in the numbers that we don't see guys being a factors like like you expect them to be factors. Like, like I, I know we, we talked about those, but like, like Goddard. You know what I'm saying? Up there in Philly, man. It, it, I, I seen him when him and when Earth was together. I already yeah, knew. I was like, yo, these these guys right here are tough. I couldn't, man, them two together, man, was a problem, was an absolute problem. So I knew that Dallas was going to be who he is right now. I already knew that. I, you could see it. You could see it in him. Uh, you know, and, and some people, oh, you know, I'm like, look, you better pick him up on your fantasy. Uh, uh, 
TJ is another one. Kind of, he kind of shocked me a little bit. You know, I'm just like, okay, dang on, TJ, what's you know what you been doing? Where's this come uh, from? Right, right. <laughs> uh, big boy, you know, you got Irv Smith. Irv has kind of been hurt here and there. Uh, the other big guy, the one that got the the, the man bun, kind of you know up there too. Big dude. Uh, is it uh, Green Bay's tight end? Oh no! It, the, uh, so Green Bay had a, a, a what's the name Tanya and wasn't it? Bobby Tanya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I liked him before he got hurt. I thought he was a very talented tight end. Uh, but man, uh, what's the name? Uh, Schultz was good. Schultz, I thought was pretty good. Man, I, I, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, you seem like he's always getting open, catching footballs. You know, I just think he don't get his due like he should. Uh, you know, the Bills, obviously, man, you had uh, Dawson Knox up there. Yeah, he's got a new guy up there. I'm just like, well, I thought Dawson yeah. was doing a pretty decent job. You know? But, you know, hey, that's how teams, that's how it is in the NFL. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> hey, that's just how it works. Uh, Trying to think who else. Oh, man, who doesn't really get their due and talked about. Oh, Gerald Everett. Yeah. Hey. Is a baller. Straight baller. Everywhere he's been, Gerald has been a baller. And I'm just like, yo, they should be feeding this guy more than what they're doing. I know, we, you know, he was an arrowhead and he kind of threw up. He couldn't, you know. We were, ha- yeah, we were happy about that. We were happy. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Well, I knew his joker was tired. I knew he was tired. Hat, bro. <laughs> hey, just give Take me, me out, one. coach. <laughs> So now he's, but to me, man, he, he's he's another one of those guys, man. And uh, you hear his name every once in a while. To me, he's he's a steady, consistent guy as far as what he does uh, athletically on the football field. You know, I, he's one I'd feed to all the time. Uh, try to think to Isaiah Likely, the backup to to Mark Andrews in Baltimore. We had one of his coaches, uh, college coaches, on last year. Uh, yeah. Some a fan, fan favorite for all three of us. A guy that we really like. What do you? Have you been able to watch him? Not, no, not as much. I I, I think I kind of seen him, you know, is you know, when but not too much. I haven't really gotten into like really watching him that much. Uh, you know, the whole like Baltimore fiasco, I didn't like it because I didn't do a man out there, Lamar. Yeah. You know, I feel that. Like, <laughs> y'all, y'all do it, y'all dirty. This is this <laughs> dirty out there, man. Likely but. had a monster game filling in for uh Andrews being hurt. Uh, so I we we're expecting some great things uh, if and when Baltimore decides to move on from Mark Andrews, but he's gonna be that. he's gonna be yeah. a big name. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I remember him him doing that. Uh, yeah. So that I mean, there's there's man, there's you know, there's, there's some really really talented tight ends out there right now. Uh, my man is. I, I don't know if he's gonna be back or not. Uh, uh, Thomas out there in Washington. Uh, you know, he was doing a good job. He got hurt. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, Thomas, I, yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We just had to see. We just had to see. Uh, to switch up gears a little bit here, if you could pick any animal to be an NFL player, which animal would you pick? <laughs> if I had to pick any animal to be an NFL player, who would I pick? It, it would be a, maybe a bear. What what position would they play then? 
Oh, so you put a bear anywhere on the line. <laughs> not a receiver, not a receiver. Not a receiver now, no. You, you put a bear on the line, man. That joke will maul you up. He, he ain't losing that battle. <laughs> well, that, that begs the question then, a grizzly bear and a gorilla get into a fight, who wins? Man. I know you're a gorilla, man. I, I, yeah, I, shoot, I don't know. That's a tough one. That, that grizzly bear... <laughs> I don't know. I see some big Kodaks and, and, and you know, we ain't saying polar bear. Polar bear now, that, shoot, that might be a whole different different story. Different story right now, man. Oh, yeah, it's a different yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could I could get into a long spiel, but I am long-time team Silverback. Okay? I think okay. Gorilla okay. can do it. Okay. Me too. I think yeah. a Gorilla can do it. Gorillas, man. But you see them so like uh, like docile sometimes. You know what I mean? It's just but when you when them jokers go crazy, everybody yeah. the whole jungle, everybody backs up like, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've uh we've got a long time kind of a joke question on the show, but uh what what uh if you could choose any condiment to shoot out of your finger at any time, like <laughs> as a superpower, what would you pick? Any condiment. Oh man. It it, it, it I had two answers. It had to be the hot sauce, good hot sauce. <laughs> Or mustard. Oh, I like that. Regular mustard. Mu- regular mustard. Yeah, regular mustard. I think regular mustard goes anything. I like brown mustard too. But I, I you know, I, I like mustard. I'm a mustard guy. I can almost put mustard on anything, pretty much, and eat it. Okay. You said what? What you said a good hot sauce. What's what's the best hot sauce? What's your go to? Oh man, uh, you know, it's not the red hot. Uh, it's the uh, the one the Texas. What is the, the Texas one? Texas Pete. Texas Pete. <laughs> This Pete's good. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like I'm, the Tabasco. You, you keep it. I don't know. People say Tabasco, Tabasco is not like hot sauce. It's not regular hot sauce. No. Tabasco sauce. Yeah, Tabasco. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Keep that Lu- Louisiana on deck. Louisiana. There we go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Louisiana, too, for sure. Dang on. <laughs> yeah. Texas Pete, Louisiana, for sure. Those two. Uh, and then you know the red hot might come in somewhere, you know, fourth or fifth. Uh, but yeah, my my top two are Tapatio and Cholula. Okay, okay, Cholula. Cholula. My daughter likes Tapatio, and I don't know why. We got a thing. Refrigerator, <laughs> and I'm look. I look at it every time I I I. I when open refrigerator up, I looked at this like, man, what is like? Why? What is this here for? And she like tacos and different things like that. But she, you know, she she loves it. She loves it. So I, you know what? I'm gonna have to try it. it, it would you? <laughs> oh, tacos, breakfast. tacos, breakfast, just straight up on eggs, kind of that whole shebang. Okay, now man. AMC movie theaters used to have tapatio like in the little packets, and I put it all over my popcorn. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, now see, y'all might have put me up on something. Okay, so I'm, I got some in there right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try. I need that snack. seriously, I am. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave you with one final question. I don't need your wife getting mad at us first time on the show. I know you're running short on time, but uh, we we gotta leave it with this. The schedule has been released. We we're the Super Bowl champs. We've got. Potentially three Thursday night football games this year with a Germany game as well. How are the Kansas City Chiefs faring in 2023? Ooh, okay. Mm, that's a good question. 
So let me let me do this because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at the schedule. All right. Check this thing out. Yeah, so we we start off on Thursday. Uh that's week one. That's the season opener that you know we all know. Um, you can get flexed into a second Thursday night game. So that could leave the Chiefs being the first ever to have three Thursday night football games in a season. Yeah. Which which they should. Think that, you know, heck. And the time is, you know, I hope it went back to back because I think it was one of the things, right? They was just like, well, we couldn't do like one of the flex and do it back to back. That'd be wrong. That would be absolutely wrong. Uh, So I'm looking at the schedule. And I'm just, you know, team blocks up, you know, it always happens. Somebody, you know. uh, I'm going to say 14 and three. I like that. Well, 15 or two. I like that a lot. Yeah. Got to have a little bit of margin of error there. Yeah, you, yeah right. It, it, you may, the last one, you know, you, you try to rest some guys up, you know, just like, okay, if, you know, the Chargers beat us, yeah, maybe, whatever. Uh, but I'm looking on the Detroit win, Jacksonville win, Chicago. I could say win on all of these, really, to be honest with you. Uh, Philly going to be tough. Buffalo's going to be tough. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati and Chargers tough, but other than that, everybody, I think we should handily beat them. Handily beat them. Team might look out at the very end and kick a 52 yard or something, right? And just okay, that's you know, but I think, uh, yeah, 15, 14 and 3, 15 and 2 is definitely doable, no doubt. No doubt. I like that. I like that. Well, we thank you for your time. Uh, on the way out of here, JD. Um, tell the people where they can find you and uh, talk a little bit about uh, your foundation done for kids for us on your way out. Okay. Uh, before I do that, I want to ask you all a question. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. What do y'all think about the opener? Do y'all like it or y'all hate it? Y'all love oh, it? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love this matchup. Really? Okay. The up and coming Lions. The Lions have not been in Arrowhead in 20 plus years. Like, yep. It's going to be a fantastic show, and I'm excited to see what we can do with that matchup right there. Okay, I, pers- right. I personally like the matchup. I'm a I like Detroit. I don't understand um, the NFL doing it for marketability. I think you get more viewership with with a different matchup. But personally, I, I I'm a big fan of Dan Campbell and what they're building up there. So I I, I see both sides. Okay, yeah. I, I think that the NFL's almost banking or hoping for the Chiefs to kind of take the Lions lightly. If you start off the season with an upset like that, you know, it's going to be what they talk about for most of the season. You know, an up and coming team like the Lions beats the Super Bowl champs. You got a story there. Yeah. Um, it's just a little bit of a change of pace from what the NFL's done normally on the, the kickoff day. Uh, you usually have perennial contenders, you know, almost sometimes it's a Super Bowl rematch. You know, it's it's just it's a little bit different. I kind of see the marketing ploy. I don't think it would have been my choice. Okay. All right. All right. Honest man. Okay. Very fair answers. You know, I, I wasn't really a fan of it. Uh I, I thought I, I like Detroit. I like what they're doing. I think they're they're ascending, you know, to be a better team. Uh, but I wanted that perennial matchup, like you said. I wanted to see either the Eagles 
or the Bengals or somebody of that nature. I said, can you imagine having Philly and Super Bowl, Super Bowl all over again, and you get in the yeah. rings in front of them, and it's just <laughs> – Raising that banner right there. Right there, right there. I mean, that, that would have been the, the greatest opening day ever, you know, just back-to-back Super Bowl. Now here we go. Are you defending it right now? First game of this. Here we go. First game. What do you think? <laughs> right. And so, uh, so I, I didn't. Detroit was my least favorite. I, you know, I get it. I'm okay with it. Right. I, I'm like, all right. Um, but I love to see Neil Day, and I, you know, I, I support them guys what they do up there in Detroit, man. You know, I, I, I think they're building something really special, uh, and I'm glad for their success uh, so far. So. No, it's good. Week one, not week one. Not week one. It, <laughs> it could have been, you know, somewhere else. You know, let me get a little bit better. Let get the guys established a little bit more, right? And so that was the thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good. Well, I tell everybody where you can find me. Pretty much on platform, uh, Chiefs Concerns. We are, op, op, you know, Apple, Spotify. Obviously, we do the YouTube channel. Uh, but uh, Chiefs Concerns, come follow me and uh, Marcus Dash. Have Eric Warfield. On at times, you know, Mark, Eric has been doing some things, you know, here and there. Uh, and we got, you know, former players, uh, coaches, uh, you know, players now on that come on the show and we just talk about it. We just have a good locker room meeting and talking and talking about a lot of different things. And so, uh, we, you, you get a nice little, uh, I think mix, get the knowledge in some of pulling back some of the NFL was behind the scenes a little bit, right? And we'll talk about some, some great memories that we've had in, in Arrowhead and teams and what guys have done, you know, some of the little salacious stuff, I guess, maybe get out there somewhat. That's uh, what the people want. That's what they want, man, but you know, we won't do too much because we won't get nobody in trouble. So it's yeah. just like, okay, all right. Uh, we know we got a, a young crowd as well that watches it. So that's pretty much our platform, uh, my Don't Forget Foundation. Uh, it's something I started in Kansas City in 2003, actually, and uh, have been doing it uh, ever since then and have been ran by the Greater Kansas City Foundation. Uh, and I've been uh, one of those that I've been like a spokesperson for the Salvation Army, giving back to mothers and, and children and families uh, of the needy. And so right now what I've done is I kind of expanded it and, and get into a little bit more motivational speaking, uh, talking to teams and talking to, you know, young guys and young girls, uh, just kind of helping them navigate life, you know, being a young Person, uh, it doesn't matter if you with sports, whatever it may be. Uh, but the, one of the things that we try to do is at least uh, have them use us as a resource to help them get to where they need to get to. And so, if we're there to help you get to where you want to get to, and if you need our help, we're here for you. And even if you don't ask for it, we're going to be there for you anyway. And so that's what we do with the Done uh, uh, Done for Kids Foundation, and just helping, like I said, needy families and kids scholarships, monies, and different things of that nature. So we've helped out uh, some of the, uh, the uh, flood victims, uh, people in the tornadoes and things like that. So we do a little bit of everything, uh, but our whole thing is about service. It's about service to, you know, your fellow man. And so that's what we do. And that's what we believe deeply in our heart uh, to just go out there to love each other and make sure that everybody's in a better place and what we can do to help you get there. Uh, let us be the catalyst for that. Love so. It. I love it, man. That's awesome. Well, JD, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really, really appreciate your time. It's amazing getting to sit down with somebody we all got to watch growing up, being a Chiefs legend, man. Uh, 
we just appreciate your time and and uh we hope that uh we can do it soon yeah man i appreciate it fellas like uh, you know just the platform man every single one of you guys man uh just thank you thank you for being fans for one but also two man uh, hit me up and let me come on your show and definitely y'all let me know again I'll, I'll definitely get back out here man and have i have a little bit more time to kind of get into it it's all right. uh, yeah yeah so now where everything's starting to ramp up and guys get into camps and otas and all of those different things we'll have a little bit more to talk about uh besides like the barbecue and all those different things all <laughs> so it'd be good it'd be good all right gentlemen y'all have a wonderful night thank you very much I appreciate it. thank you thank you for everything thank you. you do thank yeah. you man well guys that uh that that interview i don't know uh there's not many we've he's, done a lot he's of great interviews. man he's great <laughs> We've done a lot of interviews on the show with like coaches and some former players, and nobody's been as open as he was with us here, like just volunteering additional information to them what we were just asking. We wish there were more guys like that. We want to have we want to have all former Chiefs players on. He's he's a great guy to work with. I'm going to be looking forward to catching more of his podcast. I've caught bits and pieces of it before, but uh, after an experience like that, I'm definitely going to be honed in on it because uh, he's he's great to listen to uh, and just eternally grateful for the opportunity that he gave us. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Great on the field, great off the field. That was amazing. Sean. Way to go, Sean. Uh, make sure to uh, to keep listening to the boys while I'm out on vacation. Uh, but as always, until next time, go Chiefs. Go, go Chiefs! Chiefs!